Law Nation, the Dallas Prospect, everywhere you guys already know. Uh, we're going to get this thing going one way or another. Uh, we're going to have Big Game James, Silver and Blue Nation into the mix, um, as well as the uh, sponsors uh, that we trying to corral together and bring everything together. But let me go ahead and get this thing started. Go ahead, James, not James, DDP. Go ahead and tell them, tell them who you are and all this stuff, man. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is DDP from the Dallas Prospect, and I am ready to talk a little bit of Cowboys-Texans here. You know, it's not too often that we actually get to face the Texans, just being that they're in the AFC. I mean, I think we have like, what, five, maybe six all-time matchups? Probably so, yeah, five or six. Not, I mean, not a lot. Every yeah, eight no. years or something like that. That's when we play them. Yeah, it, it's exceptionally rare. I, the last time we played them was 2014. That was the Tony Romo spin out of the JJ Watt sack, and then he throws like mm-hmm. the 20 something yard touchdown pass to Terrence Williams. Back when we thought Terrence Williams was still pretty good, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the it, it's interesting just to see. It doesn't feel that long ago in a way. You know, 2014, you don't think about it that long ago, but you didn't have Dak as your starter. You didn't have Zeke as, you know, I mean, not, not even starter. You didn't have him on the team. You didn't have Zeke. I mean, you don't have Jason Witten. I mean, Dez is gone. Like, it's a completely different team from the team that the Cowboys fielded the last time they faced the Texans. So, interesting, interesting to look at. It's all new matchups, effectively. No doubt, man. Uh, but I guess this, this is the same coach, though, right? Uh, yeah, for Dallas, yes. Oh, I'm talking about for the Texans. So they have a different coach now, right? That you mentioned. Pretty, pretty sure, I think so. I, mm. I will have a new coach now. Maybe not. Maybe that was his first year and he's just still there. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, like that. But so, Similar to that. Okay, well, hey, it is what it is. I, we can just go back to the root of their philosophy. They're a defensive-minded team, I think. And I think that they're, mm-hmm. the, 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 the thing is with them – is that they got two guys that's coming out the edge that's going to be able to wreak havoc if we if we have some one of those games where it's Lyle Collins is not focused right or if uh, my guy uh, Tyron Smith if he having back issues they're going to lick their fingers and, and say okay we're going to eat today you know that's how the Texans are going to look at it if those guys are not stepping it up so we're going to have to have one of those clean uh, penalty free games and we're going to have to step it up that in order for us to win they're going to have to step this thing up. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there, there's some interesting kind of stats that set the table for what you were just saying. Uh, first of all, Lyle Collins, as you mentioned, he's going to be drawing J.J. Watt for this game. But J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt, even though he's having a great year, he's got five sacks already, I believe. He's having a bounce back year after a couple down years due to injury. I don't know that he's the J.J. Watt of old, the guy that could get like 20 and a half sacks, but he's still very effective for them. He's got long reach. Look for him to get a, a strip sack or something like that, sack fumble. But uh, in addition to having to worry about him, the real guy that you should worry about is Jadavion Clowney, who I think is actually a better all-around pass rusher for the Texans at this stage now than Watt. He's the guy that I think you're really going to have to account for. Yeah. Um, he mentioned only, um, I guess it was like an interview earlier today, uh, that he uh, played against Dak Prescott when he was in college. And mm-hmm. he said Dak Prescott is a natural runner of the ball, things like that. So we're really going to have to – we're going to have our hands full on him. We already understand that. 
But let me see if I can move that interview around and, and see if I can put this on the screen. Yeah, I, play the I played him in college. Uh, he's he gonna run here, big, 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 big quarterback, physical guy. He like to run the ball. Man, I'm just looking forward to the matchup. And, uh, well, probably one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. Uh, we got some guys up front that can go. A lot of Pro Bowls up front. I mean, we got some guys up front that can go too. So it's gonna be a good matchup uh, game. On the fly. You know, he's got to, he's got to come play. Whole quarter games gonna come. I played him in college. Uh, and, uh, you can run here, big, 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 big quarterback, physical guy. I like to run the ball. Oh uh, yeah, I, heard, I know, man. This is this probably one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. Which all gonna big, but this one pretty big. Guys up front game, we need to win at home. Going against a rivalry, to us a rivalry for Dallas, Houston, thing. So, like I said, we gotta be ready. We gotta come play. Four quarter games gonna come down to it. We just gotta bring it and get ready for a long fight game on Sunday. Yeah, do I hear a lot of them too? Yes, dang it. I mean, America's in one game. team, so. Oh, uh, yeah, I, heard, like I know, I said, man. It's going to be a good matchup for us. Yeah, go ahead and Which get ready for a big, four-quarter battle. Big. Home game, we need to win at home. Going against a rivalry. To us, a rivalry. Night time. Dallas, we don't play at night a lot. So, prime time, we got a game on at that time. Matchup this week. Of course, everybody going to be amped up looking forward to this game. All right, so what he was talking about, I don't know if he was able to hear him, DDP. But what he was saying out of the game is the fact that this is a big game for them. It's one of those things. It's an in-state rivalry game. Uh, they're going to look at it as if though if it's the Super Bowl or a playoff yeah. game, and they come with it because he said for sure they need a they need a home game win. I think that they have yet to win a game at home. They won their first game last week, and that was on the road. Is that correct? Yes, believe so. Yes, they have one win to this point. I believe it was last week against the Colts. I want to say, yes. Mm -hmm. And Andrew yes. was able to put up, as Andrew Luck, I think he was still able to put up 400 yards or something like that. So, hmm. Okay. And and I heard that Andrew Luck arm is not, you know, all the way attached, not all the way together. So Yeah, they've had a couple times this year where they had to throw a, like a Hail Mary at the end of a game, and they've mm -hmm. had the backup come in to throw the pass. <laughs> So as much as we, uh, as much as I guess collectively, Cowboys Nation like to throw hate and salt at uh, Dak Prescott, I think that Dak Prescott can at least can throw the ball deep down the field and challenge their defense to open up this defense and make them play honest. Yeah, absolutely. And you know the thing, the thing about this game to me to really keep an eye on. I mean, the Cowboys, the offensive line play hasn't been exactly what we had hoped yet, but it's early in the season. You know, you're playing without, you know, as good as Joe Looney has been, you're playing without your perennial all pro center. You're playing without, or you're playing with a rookie, I should say, and at left guard as well. So he's had some issues, although I do think he's been better. I think people are focusing a little too much on the negative. We've seen every now and then with Connor Williams. I think he will be just fine. Uh, I think overall he's been serviceable and about what you would expect given the circumstances. And, you know, people want to point to Tyron Smith and how he's, you know, people see the, like the blow by that you saw like in Seattle early in that game. But the thing is, according to pro football focus, Tyron has given up the second fewest pressures on the quarterback this season among mm -hmm. tackles. So he's been still pretty, pretty solid, about as solid as you can literally be according to that measurement. But it's one of those things where 
the Dallas offensive line has to be the two wins at home, which bucks the trend of them being road warriors has, has been the case for the past several years. Uh, the, the, with them at home, or excuse me, their two wins, they were against teams that weren't able to get pressure on deck. The Lions sacked Dak three times, but it never looked like he was running for his life. And the Giants were without Olivier Vernon and weren't able to apply the kind of pressure we've seen them apply on Dak in the past. So those are Dak's two better games of the season. What two teams caused nightmares for Dallas? Seattle and Carolina, teams that can rush the passer. Well, guess what? Houston can rush the passer as well as anybody pretty much between Watt and Clowney. And so they're going to have to account for that. But it goes the other way as well because Houston has a terrible offensive line. Their run game is not that good because they can't get any push up front. And they've allowed Deshaun Watson to be sacked 17 times in four games. Now, for comparison's sake, Dallas has given up 13 sacks or 13 or 14 sacks, I believe, of Dak Prescott. But it, it's just it's it's getting pressure on the quarterback and trying to win that battle up front. And that, to me, suggests it's going to be probably a low-scoring game. Yeah, so I, I can understand what you exactly understand what you're saying uh, with this, as far as pressure and face in the face of Dak Prescott and how uh, he he managed to just play very below the uh, average when he has those type of pressure in his, in his face. So this is the thing: um, the best thing that we can do is, like you said, with the running attack, if we are able to run at these pass rushers. Mm-hmm. And then what that would do is they'll bring those safeties down into the box. They'll bring those linebackers a little bit, sneaking, sneaking down and looking up into the backfield. And if we can challenge those guys by running, running, play action, then pass the ball deep. I know it sounds like old classic football. You run and then you set up the run set up for the pass. But that's what we're going to have to do because they got these guys. And then, and then on top of that, my guy number 11, Cole Bees. He's going yep. to be covered with the honey badger. I think the honey badger is going to have have to be uh, uh, on him in the inside. So they're going to have to figure out a way to attack with Ezekiel Elliott, soften the up uh, that, that box up a little bit, and have everybody coming into the top, over the top, and everything like that, and then attack him over the top with deep deep passes down the middle and over the seam routes. Absolutely, and I've got a couple more stats uh, on the the front for the Texans that I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, first, they allowed seven sacks against the Colts last week. So that's that's a line that can be had. Dallas adding Irving back plus Demarcus Lawrence, who is currently leading the league in sacks with five and a half. And you know, I, I don't know what, if anything, we're getting out of Randy Gregory right now, but you got to think the return of Irving should only make things a little easier for him even yet. So maybe he can get involved and make a little bit more of an impact. But the defensive line for Dallas will get better anyway. And, hey, there's always the fact that through four games, Houston has allowed a has allowed pressure on the quarterback on 44% of their offensive snaps. That's a massive number. Wow. It is a massive number with all the pressure and everything. Hopefully, uh, like I said, if you give the ball, feed the baby. Ezekiel Elliott, feed him. Yep. Let yep. him be a big, fat baby out there <laughs> come uh, Sunday night. And then on top of that, uh, JV, Javion Clowney in that interview, I didn't play it all the way throughout, but he said towards the latter part of the, of the interview there is that it's a primetime game, and they rarely play on primetime. And he's saying that this might be an opportunity for them to uh, get out there and stretch their legs out at night 
it would be a first time in a long time that they're playing on prime time and we should be used to playing on prime time so yeah. with that experience although this is a young team the dallas cowboys i think there's a weird stat out there last game that there was the first team in i think in the last 40 years or something like that to ever play well first team in the last 40 years to play with no one over the age of 30 you know so uh, that Latasaur, but there was the stat far as starting and this sort of thing, far as gotcha. the skill okay. skill player. So yeah, Latasaur yeah, yeah. um, was the only thirty year old thirty year old who was okay. active because Sean Lee was inactive with the injury. So yes, mm-hmm. so I mean that's that's something special out there as far as the young team. And and I said earlier, Let's see. I see, um, I see, we're not live on the prospect YouTube for whatever reason. Let's see what's going on with that. Uh, here I'm on Facebook. Not on here or reading it, ping in the stream key. Uh, I don't know if it's something that can be adjusted on the fly. If not, then fine. We'll we'll make do. All right. Let's see what we got here. But yeah, go ahead and talk. Yeah. To me so about, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I was saying, I think the the turning point of this game is going to come in who can win the battle of the trenches because the Houston are pretty dreadful. They can't really establish much of a run game, even though I think that they have a pretty good running back with Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. They just can't get a whole lot done with him. And the main thing for Dallas is going to be get pressure on and just try and make life miserable for Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson, he is he's still being a pretty damn good quarterback this year, even with you know all the pressure he's facing, even with the lack of run game. So if you can try and keep him... And DeAndre Hopkins in check. Yeah, we're live. What's up, guys? Uh, you guys are live on YouTube. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess we are. I guess we are live here then. Um, what's up, up, guys? It wasn't showing up for me for a reason, but I don't know. But it's showing uh, now. Yeah. Though, so right? if you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, comments are coming in, and now it looks like it's there. <laughs> so we're we're good. But yeah, for whatever reason, or if you can, if you can get pressure, this is number one cornerback with regard to. Uh, completion percentage and everything against him. I mean, the Lions didn't throw at him once last week. Well, this is the thing. Uh, you got a freakish. Yeah, so the thing is with Chris Richard all offseason, what he was saying is that what I want to do is I want to have the quarterback to think before they uh, actually uh, throw the ball. So now the quarterback having their mind and their mental uh, is the fact that now we got a guy that's draped over the uh, the DB the DB is draped over the receiver and he got to earn for every yard. Now everybody's looking at the last game and saying, okay, a woozy was getting abused out there, and I and I would argue the fact that don't sleep on Stafford's accuracy. The guy got a, a missile, a rocket as a, a for an arm, and he's very accurate mm-hmm. on the run, and he's passing to his right. So that's why uh, it looks and it, and it seems as if though a woozy was getting used and abused. But Woozy played real tight on on the receiver and gave him. Uh, they had to earn every pass sure. that was called. So I, I every yard, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to earn it. They had to earn every yard that was uh, thrown to him. So this is the thing. With that being said, as much as uh, a lot of people love Deshaun Watson's skill set, I don't think that he's a better passer or thrower of the ball as a Matthew Stafford. Uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, this stage in his career, no. Right. Uh, could he be potentially with time? Maybe. But I, I think with him, he is the prototypical dual threat quarterback and everything, you know, drawing comparisons to like a Michael Vick and things like that. That That's kind of more his mold and everything. But it, it, it's interesting. You brought 
brought up Cheeto. So I haven't looked at the updated numbers on this, the updated figures. But going into the Detroit game, because th- here's the thing. I think Woozy has played well on his coverage and everything. But for whatever reason, yeah, like Stafford had four or five, six passes that just threaded the damn needle to get to him. And I don't think Woozy could have played it any better. But nevertheless, it's a completion going against him. And at this, I think it was, I think this stat is from before the Lions game. But 22 of 27 passes have been completed against him. That's a 142 QBR. And if you kept that trajectory over the course of a season, that's given up 1,400 yards. So, like, I, I get it. I think that's the thing. I think he's played well. But some of these completions against him, I think even Russell Wilson had a couple against him like that, where you just look at it and you're like, how the hell did he get that ball to him? You know, like it, it just almost defies logic trying to figure out how that ball got past Cheeto. And I, I don't think Cheeto's playing it bad. I think you just have to be able to shake that off and, you know, get down, uh, get back on the line and get ready for the next snap. And I think Cheeto's mentally strong enough to deal with that, but it is a weird trend to be looking at, you know, going into week five and looking at your second best corner who you feel good about, but seeing those kind of numbers against them. Yeah, uh, this is the thing. I, I mentioned all offseason that we will really need to take a look at safety play, deep safety play. And those passes, I know, know that they can be, you know, those stats and everything can be off a little bit when you're talking about the safety giving up the angle and get safety giving up big plays. So that may um, – boost that number up even more as far as yardage after the catch and everything like that. But right, yeah, they aren't yeah. the full story. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, um, you give me a woozy and those tight coverages out there, I have yet to see him get like just abused like a Brandon Carr or somebody like that, you know, mm-hmm. with all, well, like this guy's like wide open in space. So uh, I, I would take the woozy play. And, and I think that, of course, through the course of the years or through the course of this season, that, that those quarterbacks are not going to be on the money like that. And then on top of that, if we look at this team, we have yet to get an INT. So uh, we have to really figure out a way. Is, is this team just cursed and we just can't get an interception? Or what, yeah. what's the real deal with that? You know, Do you know? Uh, well, okay, so Dallas is third in the league as a team in sacks. Mm-hmm. And yet... Yeah, they have the sack leader, and as a team, they're third overall. But for whatever reason, they have not been able... And they're getting pressure on the QB, too. And usually that translates to interceptions or you know, tipped passes or just passes thrown under duress. But I really can't see... I don't know if it's like a you know phenomenon or what, but I haven't seen really any plays where you see a ball in the air and you say, oh, that's yours for the taking. Oh, he just missed it. You know, this isn't like last year where you had passes going off of Anthony Brown's face mask and off his hands and all of that, where you're like, dude, that was an easy pick. There, there really hasn't been that. I can think of maybe one that had the Cowboy defender read it, uh, read it accurately at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like he started to kind of lower his head to go for a hit, thinking the guy was going to catch it. And I guess he lost sight of the ball. If he had sat back where he was, he would have had a play on the ball. But I, I think that was just in this recent Lions game and it wasn't even a corner. I think it was Xavier Woods. So I I don't know what it it is with that. I don't know if it's a weird trend or if it's a fluke or what, but if you get pressure on the quarterback under duress, and that usually makes things easier on your secondary, you could amount part of it 
to not having a true ball hawk back there. Cheeto is not a ball hawk. He is a tight cover man. Same with Byron. So your your top two corners aren't like that. Anthony Brown's not a high pick guy. There's you don't have a ball hawk. That that's really one thing you can amount it to. Right. Well, well, let's look at it from this angle, though. You know, I'm always going to try to pull out this right here. The first guy we played was against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, to me, you know, he didn't have like three, four hundred yards on us, but he's an MV. He's a what past MVP guy, right? You know. Yeah. And then the second guy we played, uh, Eli Manning. Uh, I I think that we did a good share of of. Uh, beating him up and getting sacks and stuff like that. But he's still mm-hmm. a two-time Super Bowl champion. And on top of that, too, you know, he does have the, the wherewithal to, to at least throw the ball away and not force it in at certain times, you know. And then the third team that we played, we played against a, I guess, a, a past Super Bowl champion winner. Uh, one of his QBRs is, like, top in the league, too. And then we played Matthew Stafford. So, those four quarterbacks out of the four, um, three of them had super got super well went to the Super Bowl and two have Super Bowl rings. So, uh, there there is not trying to make a, a, a an excuse for those guys out there not picking the ball off, but they protected the ball well. And and the only person that we could have said okay, we could have, should have at least had an interception off of was the uh, the Eli Manning. We should have at least got an interception from him. And maybe a Matthew Stafford because he does sling the ball around, and we do know that he can be sometimes careless with the ball. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you want to run through any quick shout outs or anything we have here? Oh yes, uh, oh yeah. Let me go ahead and give a yeah. shout out to the, someone that's on my YouTube page. I always like to give a shout out to the first person that's in the mix. Shout out to Daniel Mazza. Thank you for tuning in. You first and second place. That let me know that you part of the notification squad, and everybody know that I L O V E the notification squad. I love this man. And uh, Zach, you third place. Got to step it up, man. You said <laughs> D Law over Watt and Clowning. Oh wow, man. You there you go. There some- you go. Some, some bold proclamations. I like that. I like that. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you got over there? Uh, let's see. On YouTube, first guy in, we got the League of Their Own. We got Glass in the house. Stevie Mac 23. What's up, guys? Uh, Facebook over here. Let's see. We got Zaire Jacobs, Zaire. DeAndre Skinner, and Josh Snyder. What's up, guys? Those are the two prospect YouTube and Facebook pages. Oh, yeah. So... Oh, and there's Marcelo B. What's up? <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to the nation, man. As we talk about the Dallas Cowboys versus the Houston. Also, we live on Big Game James Page, Silver and Blue, D Dallas Prospect. Every legend was once a prospect. Are we and, live on Cowboys Experience by chance? Yes, we're live on Cowboys Experience. This might be a time then for us to mention uh, the whole experience we had this past weekend. Oh, yeah. It feels like it might be appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and, and dive into it and let them know how to, how do you enjoy the okay. experience. Uh, so the whole thing with them, the Cowboys experience brought out Law Nation, myself. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got James in the house. Yo. Yo, what's up? What up? Not that much, man. Go ahead and finish what you're saying. Uh, okay, uh, so Cowboys experience brought out Law, myself, Big Game James, Vach Lombardi, uh, kind of just to experience what they offer as far as their access and everything uh, regarding the team, the players, the game, all that. 
So they had a, what would the right word be for? You wouldn't say like pep rally or whatever. Saturday at Lava Cantina in the colony, they had... Like a meet and greet session. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a better way to put it. So they had like Bryce Butler, Chidobe Awuzie, Jeff Heath, and uh, Drew Pearson out there uh, at the event for a meet and greet, uh, autograph stuff, giveaways, things like that. But, uh, well, hey, we actually got Drew Pearson on the show for a few minutes to give a short interview, so that was really cool. Uh, we got to hold one of the Cowboys Super Bowl trophies. That was extra cool. And Saturday, getting out with them, uh, interacting with the fans and everyone who came out for that, interacting with the players a little bit. I know James got photos with like Bryce Butler and Cheeto. Uh, really, really cool experience there. Uh, and then Sunday for the game, they brought us out first for like their pre-gate or pre-gate uh, pre-game tailgate party and everything like that, uh, buffet drinks and all that. That was cool. And then we went to the what was it Miller Light Club, which is like a field level kind of club uh, right by where the players like the, basically the tunnel to the locker room for the Cowboys players. So that was cool as well. You see them come in, see them come out. You're right behind the Cowboys bench, field level seat. Pretty much everything uh, with that regard. It's cool because it gives you more context. I, uh, James and I were talking about this, how you could actually see Dak talking with his receivers on the sideline and everything, and it kind of just showed you his leadership qualities and things like that that I think some fans might kind of take for granted because you don't always see that on the game if you're just watching the broadcast. So really cool uh, getting that level of access and everything, and you're uh, just – I mean, they, they treated us like – pretty much like family the whole weekend there, the Cowboys experience. So the cool thing about that is they actually offer that same club and the, all that stuff on the game day itself. Uh, they got all those prices and stuff like that. But basically the idea was uh, they brought us out, let us see what the experience was all about. Cause if we knew how good it was, then we would be more than willing to tell people, Hey, that was really awesome. Like as a Cowboys fan, that was about as awesome experience as I can remember. No doubt, man. That's some good stuff. James, man, what's good, man? What's up with y'all, big dog? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, man. Uh-huh. You, you, okay. you live like 95, man. What's good? Oh, what's good, dog? Just got mm-hmm. in from work, chilling, you know what I'm saying? Catching the end of what y'all was talking about. Um, shoot, you know, I'm just, hey, I'm ready. Whatever. What's good? Let's do it. Yes, indeed, man. We was talking about the uh, Cowboys experience, being able to uh, interact with the uh, players and get your – uh, memorabilia sign and oh, stuff like yeah. that and, and hanging and kicking it out with the original 88. I'm talking about the legend. I'm talking about the guy that yeah, put man. on that double eight, man, on the jersey. Oh, yeah. The guy mm-hmm. that's going to bring the thunder out there, too. And when you come out there live uh, at the cantina, uh, we're going to have another event, not this weekend, but next weekend, uh, we're going to have a surprise guest out there. So I want you guys to get locked, loaded, and ready and be out there at the Lava Cantina. If you don't know how to get there, just type in Lava Cantina plano and it will give it'll put you right there at the doorstep and we'll welcome you guys in with open arms so that you guys can have the full fledged uh, experience out there uh, with the cowboys nation but james we want to talk about this uh matchup man we want to get back to football man yes sir right. we want to yeah. talk about the honey badger what he gonna do because we already ran around on everything else and what clowny gonna do what's gonna do and also Watson. We want to talk about that. And I ain't talking about Randy Watson. I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. What are, what are they going to do, man? What, what's on your mind with that? Well, uh, I've been saying from day one. Well, not day one. 
I would say from last week, I was saying uh, I heard some pe- people were talking about Deshaun Watson, said he wasn't the same guy he was last year. He fell off a little bit, wooty wooty woo. Um, I think people need to keep that quiet uh, because, I mean, he's not – he's having a, a respectable year um, right now. I mean, he's uh, got a quarterback rating of 93.5, uh, 1,200 yards already, seven touchdowns. Yeah, he's still four interceptions, but you know he's kind of going to be – I thought he was going to be a guy that would throw INTs in the league just because of the way he gambles and just the way he plays. Mm-hmm. But he's a threat. Um, he's a big threat. Um, he, he usually doesn't always hit his first read. He never kind of goes to that first read. He kind of just – he's kind of one of those, you know, just like what his coach was saying at Clemson. He's like a Michael Jordan-type player, like as far as he, – he, he's one minute he could have a struggling for two quarters. And is that my dude? Uh, one minute he'll be struggling for two, maybe three, two and a half quarters, and then he'll light you up. That's what Deshaun Watson does. And then at, at the simple fact that he's a leader of the team – rallies behind him and at any given time at any given time he can kill you and I think that's the biggest threat that I worry about with Deshaun is that you know he can be struggling in the game and then he can hit you for a 60 70 yard bomb and next thing Mm -hmm. you know they're right back in it Mm -hmm. and um, even though Miller uh, Lamar Miller hasn't had a great year I think he only has like 230 some yards rushing he still is a fast threat he still has that out speed where he can break it out so you got to just keep your eye on him of course, we're definitely going to talk about DeAndre Hopkins. I definitely feel like he's going to present a problem. I feel like he's going to get his catches against us. I don't think we're going to be De- uh, um, stopping him getting three catches for bro, 30 yards. Bro, we got, we got Byron Jones out there, man. Well, I'm just saying, okay, we got Byron Jones and all that good stuff, but they got DeAndre Hopkins, okay? So, oh, Byron Jones is trash, fam. He gonna, man, I don't want to hear none of that mouth you talking with that. I don't care. You 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 smelling all that. You drinking all that Kool-Aid with Byron Jones, okay? Byron Jones is good. Byron Jones is good. Byron Jones is not great. You hit Byron Jones with a with a uh, arm in his chest and hit him to the inside slant, you'll get passes on him. They just ain't did it yet, but I guarantee you'll get passes on him. The reason why Byron Jones has been killing people is because they've been doing a lot of long routes, slant routes, and nine routes on him, and that's one of his fortes because he's long and he's got the speed. CDP, this man been acting this way ever since I smoked him on the show last You ain't smoked me nowhere at <laughs> no time. You ain't never smoked me. Oh, so shut so the hell up. You ain't, never smoked, you ain't never smoked me, so shut the hell up. Oh, it was cool, man. You ain't smoked Jack. On yes, the real though, on the red of fam, Deshaun Watson will miss that first read, duck his head, get nervous, and scramble. And that's what I said. I'm I'm totally agreeing with you. And he might throw us one or two interceptions. So I hope our DB is getting ready. I expect a lot of cover three looks from us. Uh, but can you can you agree with this though? I've said it before. Shadobe Awuza and Byron Jones are not high NT guys. They are sticky coverage guys, but they've never were that in college, and they're not going to be that in the pros. So hopefully, maybe we'll get one Jeff Heath or something. Well, they're not ball hog guys. They're not IQ guys. They're big physical gangsters. You know what mm, I mean? So they right. just, so they run with people. But nah, I mean that's cool. I mean it's fine because uh, pass rush exists. David Irving yep. should be back. Yep. Will Fuller. Yep. Fast ass ain't gonna be on the field, you know what yes, I mean? So, that's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge, man. So maybe we can not get so deep in, and you know, uh, tighten up that defense a little bit. I I ain't got long. I just wanted to come through, say what's up. Shots out of Cowboys XP. Barry, what's good, fam? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's good, Joe? What's good, man? Hey, who, who's the tight end for the Texans? 
some scrub um with a long name. Mm. Uh who cares, man? It don't Ain't matter. Nobody, Cause see, this is the thing. If we still going with that cover two look, man, the weakness of the cover two slants and vertical seam routes. We be all right. We got we got young young Van Der Esch and Jalen in there. We good to go. Mm, how how are we gonna slow down uh, uh, Clowney and uh, JJ? You gonna run at them? Are they a three four team or are they they a hybrid four three? What what are they? They three four by trade, but they four three by design. So JJ uh, JJ is gonna give you a lot of three tech looks, uh, three tech head up head up uh, four looks or whatever, and that's fine. Uh, I don't mind JJ on Zach. But they may throw you a doozy and put them on Connor. They are going to put them on Connor. Don't say they're going to throw you a doozy. You know that's what they're going to do. Ryan, Ryan he's going to slide. He's going to slide right his ass right over there Dang, and get right over like him. Ever since I smoked him on the show, last. stop it. <laughs> hey, say what you know what. You, you, I know why you came on here because you you heard I was on here and you missed me. Just I will say, say this though. I Tight end is Ryan Griffin. I will say this: 2018 <laughs> JJ ain't 2015 JJ. We so, understand this, but still. Agreed. But he's still got like five sacks through four games, and he's still got to account for him. He'll be lined up with Lyle Collins. Cutting me mm. off and everything, man. James, you all right, man? I love you. Okay. <laughs> likewise, man. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't got long, man. I just wanted to come in and say what's up, speak my piece, and just, you know what I'm saying? Well, well, well since you don't got long, then go ahead and put it on wax. What you got down for the score prediction then? I'm not Cleo Lombardi. <laughs> I forgot you don't do that. <laughs> I am not, hey. not Vostradamus. Hey, hey, Law, we got, uh, we got him to give one prediction at the game. I don't remember which one it is. Do you remember, James? Man, you were asking him like a specific yeah, he, stat, he, and you yeah. got him to slip he, he up gave, and give a gave, prediction. Yeah, he gave a prediction. No way. He realized it quick, too. Can he tried I say to it, it with the prediction? It was uh, <laughs> six sacks um, and, four, and four touchdowns from Dope. Hey. It was it was one of those uh, bold predictions, bold predictions. Oh, bold prediction. Well, uh, okay, well, yeah. Give me a bold prediction for Ezekiel. Yeah, bold prediction. <laughs> uh, I just want to block the Mike linebacker. We can do that. I don't care about nothing else, man. Nothing else matters as long as we block the Mike linebacker. Andrew Luck just threw another interception, man. As uh, mm. long as we um, block the Mike and run the football, I'm good to go. Mm. What about your son? My son, Michael Gallup. I mean, which son? Because I got Gallup and, and, and <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you got to slow down, man. All the, they're twins. All the... <laughs> they're twins. <laughs> Your, your, uh, your son, number 13, what are you going to do, man? Mike Mike is cool. I mean, we seem to be throwing him the most deep balls out of anybody. Um, he seems to be the one that can get the separation. We you know, we just got to finish. We got to finish and catch it. Uh, I would like to see Tavon on the field more. I don't want too much receiver rotation. If we can get, like, Gallup, Tavon, and Bees, like, I'm good with that. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, Dan. No doubt. Good, good, good. Botch, man. Appreciate you for jumping in, man. Unless you want to stay hanging around a little bit longer, it's all on it's all on you, man. I had day job tomorrow, fam. You know how I go. I just saw the link in the Twitter machine. I just wanted to show love and dip out. <laughs> Big James, quit hating, man. I love you, dog. Salute, <laughs> fam. All y'all, my family, and we proved it last weekend. Salute to y'all. Yeah, salute. You gotta tell them where they can follow you at and all this stuff. Oh, 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 hey, make sure uh, before you finish that, Vosh, Make sure you keep on doing that link like you did the all twenty-two. It finally posted. 
Okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, check it out. Check out my offense when I break down. Uh, break down the film every Tuesday. This time it was Wednesday because you know I had family in town. But every Tuesday I break down the Cowboys win. Uh, I did say win because that's what I predict. We're going undefeated the rest of the year. Uh, follow me on Twitter and YouTube, Facebook, all that. Vach Lombardi, V O C H L O N B A R D I, Cowboy XP. Salute. Yes, indeed, man. That's my guy, Vaj Lombardi, man. Y- y'all go out and join the party over there with Vaj Lombardi. Uh, big game, James, man. Yo, yo, what I got thinking, a question. Man? Talk well, to I, me. Just, I was just looking at a few things. Um, you know, just when we were talking mm-hmm. about Deshaun Watson, what I am going to look at is they are going to throw the ball. If you look at his attempts, he's averaging around close to 36, 37 attempts a game. He had 34, mm-hmm. 32, 40, and 42. Throwing for 300 yards in three of those games. So he's going to throw the ball. So that's what we have to be aware of. But also, we talked about he's on – well, I posted a stat where he's on pace for 68 sacks uh, this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, had seven last week against in- Indianapolis, and I'm not scared of Indianapolis's defense, are you? Um, and that's seven sacks on them. Giants three, Tennessee four, uh, New England three. So – the odds are good for us to still get after him, even though he's a scrambling quarterback. And just like Vosh said, um, that he always he, – and I said it earlier as well, that he doesn't look at that first read because he's quick to put that head down and start running and scrambling. You see what I mean? So right. I feel like we really – when we were doing um, – I really feel like we got to blitz him. I know um, – I don't want to be too cautious with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I feel like if we get cautious and I know we're going to have David Irvin back and that's going to be huge and Demarcus Lawrence, I feel like they're going to get pressure. But I still feel like we need to send blitzes against him and not give him that time to make a big play. Get after him and make him make a quick decision and pressure him and put that pressure on him because Deshaun Watson will turn the ball over. That was one of his knocks coming out of Clemson was that he threw a lot of interceptions. And if you saw his last couple of years, he did that. So you can get INTs from him. It's just that we got to make timely blitzes. And when we get the blitzes, we cannot miss them like on a missed tackle or anything like that because that's where you can kill him too. Absolutely. And uh, something to give a little context to what you just said as well. I cited it earlier. The Texans have allowed quarterback pressures on Watson on 44% of their total snaps. Mm-hmm. So that, that goes even further to your point. You can get the pressure on him. I think this is going to be a more aggressive Dallas defense than we saw this past week with regard yeah. to blitzing. Yeah. Uh, DDP, man, any news, any words on number 94? Is he going to be out there? I heard he was somewhere, somewhere. Uh, yeah, no, he'll, he'll, he'll be out there. Uh, his, his appointment today was more related to the standard uh, – what, what was the best way to put it? It's basically his standard meetings and check everything in. that he has just to check, check in. Perfect word. That's what I was looking for. You're just checking yes. in, dog. We're just yep, making sure you're all right. We're just making sure you're paying yep. clean, and yep. we're making sure your mind is right. That's all yep. that is. I don't yep. like this. I don't like 100%. This. I don't like it, it. It's through the whole season, man. We're going to have to just live with it. Yeah, that's, this, is, that's, this, is, this isn't like an impromptu one. This is like scheduled ahead of time, and we knew that it would take him away from certain Wednesday practices. Oh, so you it's only on Wednesday in the middle of the week. It can yeah. happen. With, I don't know. It can happen whatever. I don't know. i got to find the logistics of it, but we got to remember he's in stage three. He's not in stage one. He's not in stage two. He's in stage three, which is the worst, the most stringent one. So we got to already just feel like that – this is a guy kind of like when somebody was a crackhead. I'm just keeping it real. They were a crackhead and you put them in. You're always going to be worried about if they're going to steal something, if they're going to go back. You So they're going to have that strict uh, recovery setting because it is a hard road for him. Mm. 
Yeah. So, so the level of production, what they're doing is they putting them out on third downs. And we have yet to see any like uh, wanted like production out there on the field with him because we we just seeing him just not getting the, the most amount of snaps. So I don't know, man. Uh, I, he's I okay. Him. He's okay. He's cool. He's okay, man. You got to okay. think. Uh, this All is right. what I will say this about Randy Gregor. What I feel just from the outside looking in, I think Randy is an emotional person. You can kind of see he can – He's the type of guy I feel like you always got to keep kind of talking to him. Mm-hmm. You got to keep always motivating him. You always got to stay because Randy looks like the type of player that he'll drift. He looks like he'll drift in the game. So when you see, like, what's going on with Randy? I don't think it's it's not going to be the ability. It's the mental. It's the mental thing with Randy Gregory. And so that's why we always have to make sure – they're staying around and keep him positive because he was having those problems before. And let's say that he's maybe not getting a sack. You don't think he may self-doubt himself? And then what if he goes into depression? And you mm. get what I'm saying? Right. That's right, how that's right. that's how those things start. So this isn't just a football game. Where we're dealing with Randy Gregory. This is an off-the-field thing that Randy has to deal with. So we have to have that in consideration when we see him on the field, especially first-time four games after being off the field for two years. You know, we were all excited in the preseason, but I guess we have to understand it is preseason, and this is a whole different ball game the regular season. So we should just temper our expectations much like we did with Jalen Smith when he came back from injury last year. Now you're starting to see the reap and the benefits of it. I think we should look at the same thing with Rennie Gregory. What about number 95? Should we do the same thing? Should we? Hell to the no. He came in last year against Green Bay, got two sacks. I want to see that again. DDP, man, what you got, man, on on number 95? You think he's going to do like what he did last year? Because last thing I saw from last year, he didn't Mm -hmm. play the last four games. So we've been correct. How many days days since the last time he played an NFL game? Oh, man, you're getting real niche on me here. I know you got it. You got it. I know you got the numbers, man. (laughs) I, I don't have his number of days since his last game, but I can tell you this he missed his first four last season with a suspension for PEDs. He played then the next eight games, racked up seven sacks in eight games, missed the last four with a concussion. So he hasn't played since basically the end of November, approximately last season. So it's been nearly a year since he's actually been on the field in a game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here, here's the thing. He had two sacks in his first game last year when he came back against Green Bay. And that's that's the thing for this. I think he can replicate to some degree that's success. I'm not going to say he's going to have two sacks, but I think that he can replicate it in the sense that I think our defensive line is even nastier this year than it was last year. When he returned last year, you had D law tearing it up, but you didn't have a whole lot going on in the first couple games outside of, outside of D law last year. D law was the story. And then once Irving showed up, it was like, okay, now you have a two headed monster. And that really, for the most part, kind of carried the line as a whole last year. Uh, at least through the first half of the season, especially. And now this year, even though you still have D-Law, who's the monster, you still have more, I think, capable players in the rest of the defensive line and the starters uh, and the rotation in general than you had last year. So bringing D-Law, or excuse me, D-Irving back into this mix and having like a Randy Gregory out there that you can throw out there from time to time in pass rush situations, I think that's huge because – yeah, Gregory hasn't been able to produce a whole lot this season yet, but now it gets even easier for him with regard to matchup because now you got the second best guy accounted for as well, or you got another guy who's drawing who can, if he's wrecking the game, draw a double team. 
And there you go. Now suddenly you've got the look you need. So it, it's all it's all kind of predicated on it, it's a chain reaction, right? So if if that can work out, then yeah, you'll see something from Gregory show up. But I fully expect in this game in particular, given how bad Houston's offensive line is, you might see some David Irving in the backfield, whether it's tackles for loss on a running back or right up in Watson's face. No doubt. James, man, what are, what are you having thoughts on, man? Oh, man, I'm just uh, really – I'm really looking at this offensive line. I, I heard too many – well, I heard uh, quite a few people saying that that's not J.J. Watt of old, and, you know, Javidon Clowney has a little bit of an injury bug. But at the end of the day, like I said, I just really, really feel like we're going to see that um, J.J. going right over Connor Williams. <laughs> I feel like they know that. They are going to try to exploit it heavily. I feel like they are going to move him around, but he, I feel like he's really going to attack Leal Collins and Connor Williams all game. Kick uh, because, inside, yeah, he's going to move around those two guys because those two guys haven't had the best year. Now, I'm not saying Connor, Connor Williams is, has had a bad year. I'm saying he has struggled and he still is to me 295 pounds. And when you're going against a guy who of the caliber of J.J. Watt, he may not be the same guy, but he's still savvy. He's a veteran now. He knows moves. He knows how to go against young players. He knows those type of things. So. They're going to key on stopping Ezekiel Elliott. This is another game where I said it uh, on, on on our show, the Silver and Blue Nation, uh, Tuesday, that honestly, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a shootout. This I know our defense did wooty-woo. Yeah, we want to shut them down. I don't mind getting a lot of sacks, but I wouldn't mind a, sh- a shootout. Uh, I would love to see a shootout with Dak and Watson going at it blow for blow. I want to see Dak have another big game. This is a game where I wouldn't mind seeing Dak Prescott. I know we want to run Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, we're going to run the ball. But I wouldn't mind seeing Dak Prescott getting a 300-yard game in a hostile environment against the Houston Texans because that's going to be huge. We would have a lot. I I, I beg to say that we would have a lot different feelings if Dak goes in there and throws for like 330 in Houston against them. It would. It would. It would yeah, it'd be his first 300 yard game if he did that since he went the since the Cowboys went to the Giants in December last year. I think it was like the third from last game. Right. So I I want to yeah. kind of see him kind of kind of air it out and and you know because let's look at it the Tex- Texans secondary is trash. We went against the Lions secondary who was one of the top ones. It's the exact opposite when you come against the Houston Texans. They don't have that formidable. Uh, uh, secondary like the lines did or the ranking so we can definitely get the ball off on them no doubt the only person we had to worry about is the honey badger and he's going to be he ain't the same guy he's going to have his hands full yeah you're right he's not the same guy but it's different when you're playing at home you got that crowd behind you we'll see though and we want cowboys nation i want everybody down there who's close to houston to put on that silver and blue and get yeah, down there get in that stadium let's rock crazy. that stadium let's rock they're that stadium crazy. Let's let them know that we are the real deal, Holyfield. We the team that's out there. We, we, we the real Texas team, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's our little brother, and that's the way it always will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? They have a problem with it. Matter of fact, I went to a game when we had the game last year uh, when we played Philly, and uh, Philly beat us. I was walking down. There was like three Texans fans, and the whole time they were up there talking trash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you come to this game? You know what I'm saying? You got a Texans. I don't care. I don't hate y'all, my my cousin up here, but we we can't wait to play y'all next year. So they was already had in their mouths about next year. You know what I'm saying? They hate Dallas. 
Houston hates mm. Dallas. That's a fact. Always been, even with the Houston Oilers. They hate the Cowboys. Oh, so, looking up. Same way in basketball, you. too. They still trash talk the Mavericks. Crazy. <laughs> and that stadium is going to be nuts. Do y'all hear me? Like, mm. Seattle was crazy. Man, the other two games, not so much. But that Seattle game, you know how crazy it was? That's how it's going to be in that Houston game. And they're going to play off that emotion, folks. They're going to play off that. So we have to really play strong. Like I said, three things that we cannot happen, miss tackles. Mm-hmm. Mm. Miss blocking assignments, the little things. We can't have those little problems, the false starts. We get a first down, holding, blah, blah, blah. We have to play a real technical and fundamentally sound game. That's my biggest key for us, fundamentally sound. Yeah, we still are a young team, so we're going to have to move that excuse out the way and be ready for this game. Uh, And I said last uh, uh, time I was on live, I I was saying that, the the leaders of this team and you guys was there close thanks shout out to the cowboys experience you guys was there close and you guys got a chance to see uh ezekiel Elliott. you got a chance to see dak prescott so those Mm -hmm. guys on the road now they're gonna have to pick that up and still have that same fortitude of their mind to be a leader out there and to push everybody and let them know like hey we can't get no bonehead plays right here. We can't get those bonehead penalties to call against us. We got to figure out a way to, to keep the momentum on our side. Oh, absolutely. And uh, speaking of guys that can kind of change up the momentum, what do you guys think about the Texans wide receiver Kiki Cootie from Texas Tech? Last game was the first time they implemented him, and he had that boy is fast. He had eleven Ooh. catches in his he debut. Fast, mm, okay. Yeah. He is fast, <laughs> and we we're thinking about uh, Vachos Mitchell Miller that uh, that uh, is hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kid right there, he has get up. They did a couple reverses from him, and if you aren't nowhere near, I mean, you better um, listen, <laughs> listen to me, Take Cowboys. Watch that damn tape of him. Keep your eye on him because once he gets the ball and he gets any kind of space, he's gone. Yes, yeah. and I did a film session on him. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, oh my gosh. I did it. And I also, uh, his uh, uncle reached out to me. He said, hey, bruh, the Dallas Cowboys need to draft this kid, you know. And and we seeing what he's doing out there on the field, man. Dude, he got, fast. He got wheels. <laughs> and hey, Pat, Pat Mahomes used to throw to him right down there in Texas, right? Texas Tech. Yep. Right. That was part of the absurd Oklahoma versus Texas Tech like <laughs> game where between Baker's yards passing and Mahomes, it was like twelve hundred yards of passing or something in the game. Wow. It was like Mahomes had like seven hundred yards passing and Baker had like five sixty five or something. Hey Law. What's up? Hey dog, you know that film breakdown you did of Vanderesh? Right. You did it the night before, right? The uh, night before, yeah. Right. You know that Browdinger got that same play. <laughs> oh, no. They, no, he got the same play where he knifed through there yeah, you and know, he had the guys. Yeah, oh, and, 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 he, and you know where you were highlighting uh, Van Der Esch, where he uh-huh. made the one tackle and he got blocked and he still got him with the one arm and you were saying the things that uh, looked good uh-huh. and you broke it down. I looked on NFL Network and they broke down that same exact play. No way. The intangibles, the things that you just don't see. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Baldies breakdown. It's on, uh, it's on NFL said, Network. And huh? I said the EF, the, the, the four letter network won't post it. The, 
But yep. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna go up against last no, year. No, no, yeah, they like only post it if they took the idea from you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I came up you with the me? idea. Like, you, you did it, and they can't. I know that's what I'm saying because mm-hmm. I was looking like, dang, they did this right after him. I was like, man, Law, you should have went on there and retweeted. Like, yeah, thank you for watching the Law. Thank you for tuning in for the Law Nation session because I did that yesterday. <laughs> did it yesterday. That's what you should have yeah. said to him. Thanks, Baldy, for watching me. Yeah, you know, the NFL Network and the shout out to them, though. Shout out to the NFL Network and shout out to ESPN, uh, the Four Ladder Network, all those guys out there. I was the first person to put out there the every sack video and the every run video by Ezekiel Elliott when he first came out. The NFL, the YouTubes, the world, they were never thinking about doing that. And then when I started doing it, and all of a sudden I said, man, why I can't post it no more? <laughs> yeah. And then I looked up, then the NFL, um, ESPN, and all of them, they had. The every run by Ezekiel Elliott of game one. I'm sitting there like, oh, wow. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is what it is, man. You know, they got the, uh, you know, they're the big brothers out there. So I'm the little guy. And uh, shout out to them, man. Appreciate them for uh, getting the nice ideas and clever thoughts out there. And football is football. So uh, moving a little bit further on down, man, what do you feel like? Who's going to cover Kiki? Do you love me? Are you wrong? <laughs> Man. I definitely don't want to see Anthony Brown. Please don't. No, no. no. Jordan, Hip Pocket, Lewis. I don't know. I mean, our weakness I, is our nickel corners, man. Well, I think – well, the problem is here's the thing. The reason why – and it's it's not fair to me that Jordan's getting this rap, and I'm not just uh, saying that to protect him or anything, mm-hmm. but he's not a freaking slot corner. I've been said it right. from day one. He's not a slot corner. He's a starting outside corner. He wasn't that at Michigan. If you watch the tape, you did not see him at the slot. That's not what he is. So he struggles in the slot because he's he's not that type of corner. He's better when he can get up on you sticky. When you're playing that slot position, it's a whole different world from playing on the outside because not that's why not everybody can play the slot. Mm-hmm. So he's not that his position, so he's going to struggle. So I, I wonder if they're going to try to exploit that matchup. And Anthony Brown has that type of speed, but he doesn't have the ball the ball skills or the ball sense to know where it's at. So I wonder about how they're going to do it. Uh, you know, I definitely want us to keep wary of those reverses mm-hmm. or send when they send him in motion of those little jet sweeps because he can make and break plays. So uh, guys have to stay home and contain. Yeah. And, and, and if we had a healthy, if Jeff, he's, if he's going to play. Oh Lord. This dude. As far as I know, he is playing currently. <laughs> Man, the After only five thing that I can years, you're still taking bad angles, though. Yeah. yeah, he had like three or four of those in that game, not even including bad when ones. he got trucked by Carryon Johnson. You feel me? Like, yeah, that first just... Golden Tate touchdown. Again, it would have been like inside the five, but that was ooh. <laughs> and that's the, what you see. And, and and the frustrating part is that that's you're going to see that at him continuously. You have not cleaned that up after five years, bruh? Yeah, that's that's, that's he, he's an, yeah, he, he's an infuriating player in the sense that he can make the most clutch plays, but then he'll make the most fundamentally like, oh, my gosh, that's why inexcusable plays. Yes. That's, that's, that, that's why he works better. I, I, I mean, off the bench. Yeah, we looked at that in the Green Bay game, the playoff game when he had, well, one interception, two, two really two. the second one called off. Yeah. Uh, by a completely irrelevant play. So, yes, we look at those and we say, well, that's why he needs to be playing. Well, that's that's clutch moments. That's one of his clutch moments. And through the majority of the time, you see these moments where he'll take a bad angle or he'll break down for a tackle prematurely, as was the case with that first Golden Tate touchdown. And it, it just it doesn't make sense, some of the things he does. But 
for the current state of our safeties, I love Xavier Woods. I think he's got a high ceiling. But with the current state of the safeties, he's probably your best safety, regardless if you play him strong or free right now. That's yeah, that's yeah. the problem. And that's yeah, why even, the Earl Thomas talk was so hot at the time. And like even for the last Xavier Woods is getting, you know, used and abused out there on the field as mm-hmm. related to coverage. So Yeah, I mean, I mean got, he's he's a six round yeah, he's yeah. a six round uh, guy and he was more known for being able to hit. Now he can get interceptions as well. He's got a knack for that. He showed that at Atlanta last year with that diving mm-hmm. interception. He had 14 uh, in his career in college. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's a guy that definitely has that potential to him. It's just one of those things where he's going to have to continue to grow and develop, and I think he can turn into one of those, but this is his first year being a starter. It, it's just one of those things where you got to get him a little, uh, what's what's the word? You don't want to be more green, a little more seasoned. Let's just say that. Go for a different expression. I think uh, you know what the problem is. Uh, if we This is where we would have had – this is where Xavier Woods would have benefited from a Earl Thomas coming to Dallas. Yes. Because now Earl Thomas can teach him the game, whereas Jeff Heath and Kayvon Frazier are not guys that I'm going to sit there and say, mm, Xavier Woods learned from these guys. Because, number one, Kayvon Frazier is only in his second year. He didn't play last year. He played more special teams. And then you have Jeff Heath, who's been a career. He's really a career backup that's been forced to start because we haven't had anybody else back there. And just like you said, DDP, he's getting forced minutes. You can't make everybody a starter. We, you, we meet you, DDP, you, you do the Dallas Mavs. You know how it is. Everybody ain't a starter. You can have guys are better off the bench. Yeah. The guy can get you 15, 16 points off that bench, but then you put him as a starter. He's going to struggle and get you like six or seven. You're like, why he ain't playing good? Cause he ain't a starter. He ain't, he ain't got that starter mentality. And he, and some people don't play good with that pressure, but some people play good when they're in that spot position. You mm-hmm. see? You know, all that pressure isn't on them. JJ yeah. Barrea. Oh, my bad. <laughs> exactly. Hey, 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 Barrea. Barrea getting injected in the starting lineup won the Mavs a title. Can't tell me different. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, there's the Mavs talk for the day. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, they that, that was why the Earl Thomas talk was so hot for all the past year, and now it's going to be tabled until at least the offseason. Sounds like his injury is a clean break, so – it's not going to be long-term affecting. It's just going to probably cost him a fair chunk of money. And that, that sucks for him. That shows the, the kind of the problems or the flaws with the system and how it's currently constructed. But it, I mean, it is what it is. They're going to have to figure out safety for themselves, which means you're going to be looking at some combination depending on health of Jeff Heath, Xavier Woods and Kayvon Frazier. I like Frazier playing up more close up to the line of scrimmage, kind of that cam chancellor role where he's really more like another linebacker. Uh, if you see him in coverage, you have breaks like you had at Seattle, uh, that 51 yarder to Tyler Lockett. You're going to have to adjust for that and hope that you use him sparingly because that's always a threat in that situation. If you have Xavier Woods, I think he's got a high ceiling, but I think he's a little raw right now in that perspective, just because he hasn't started very much, uh, hasn't had a whole lot of time in the league yet. So it's something that you're just going to have growing pains with him, I think. So Jeff Heath is best you got right now <laughs> yeah we ain't, we ain't got we ain't got no other choice so you just gotta run with it yep yes indeed yep. approaching the final minutes man uh we got to give our predictions which one of you guys want to go first ddp oh gonna throw it straight to me huh okay yeah you know before you finish that before you jump into mm-hmm. that ddp you know we're gonna chop it up a little bit before we get off the show about that oh oh you texas thing <laughs> yeah no i yeah. i think that, i think there yeah. is 
Yeah, we're gonna game, beat your yeah. head in today. Yeah, we're gonna beat your head in this time, buddy. Uh, I mean, so you know, know. Hey, I don't just, care. Just so just you know, just so uh-huh. you know, it's been over a thousand days since Texas. Played. I don't give a hell if it's That's been three hundred. Y'all escaped <laughs> last year. Y'all got y'all been getting lucky the last few years, and if, you know if it's, it. If it's, it's been, been like three hundred. Y'all ain't been blowing us out. You've been getting there lucky, and we ain't been, and we've been, we've been killing ourselves. We're gonna, we're gonna smack your faces in. Wait, what's your <laughs> prediction now? Did you, did you say if it had been three hundred? I said a thousand, son. I don't <laughs> I give a hell. Four digits. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, the world is is about to be a new thing, and when we all when right, we win, right. prepare to get all ready. Right. We'll we'll see how that turns out. But uh, back to Cowboys here. Uh, my prediction. So based on what I was laying out. Uh, if, if we have to end up relying, like James said, on a um, kind of a race as far as a, a track track me as far as scoring and all that, I think that does not favor Dallas with its offense. I do think that the Texans have a bad secondary and that you can do some things, but I don't think it's just going to be the magic fix-all. I think Dallas's identity is based so much around the run, you're not going to have Dak slinging it around too much more than we saw this past week, which, hey, 250. That's not bad for him. That's probably about the standard deck you would hope. Uh, I'm going to go on and say Dallas 1913. Mm, 1913. Yep. Good year. All right. So, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't argue that. And, uh, Aaron on the, uh, Aaron Williams, he said 2420. Hot boys. All right, yeah, it's on my it. uh, YouTube page, and uh, shout out to Jamal Anderson, uh, Live Light ninety five on my Facebook. Big game, James. What you got, man? Uh, I'm gonna say this is gonna be a high scoring game. I Whoa. think I'm not gonna say that our offense is going to have. Oh, we're gonna have a this big game, and now we're we're rolling for the rest of the year. Nope. This is gonna feel. I feel like this is gonna be one of them games where we just get off a lot of points, and I'm gonna say we win thirty one to twenty eight. Okay. And I feel like it's going to be a shout out because I feel like Watson is going to do his thing. I feel like we're not going to really uh, – we. I don't feel like he's going to go nuts, but I feel like he's going to get his yards. If Stafford can throw 300 yards on us, uh, Deshaun Watson's going to get his dog. I just think he is. And I feel like he's going to have those games where – this game where he might just kind of show out. So I feel like it's going to be a shootout. And I feel like Dak is going to raise his level of the game because it's his friend. He – He's going against his friend. They're, they, they're close in years as far as when they came out in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's going to take that a little bit more of a personal thing, and I feel like he may uh, – well, in my opinion, I think he's going to get a 300-yard game, and I'm going I'm to jump out on there. When we do bowl predictions, you'll hear that one. Mm, okay. Yeah, it, it's uh, that's definitely possible for sure. I mean, I think he's more than capable of doing that. Um, Dallas is just going to have to see what they can do to – kind of keep it in front of them. Do you have any concern at all with the fact that Dallas, despite years past, I would say you throw out 15 because 15 was just a garbage wash of injury anyway, but 14, 16, 17, even last year, Dallas was like a road warrior team. Yet they're two and zero at home. zero and two on the road. Does that play any kind of impact for you? It, uh, go ahead, Law. No, I'm saying it does because uh, one of the things that I like to bring up all the time with this team is that this team is different from those teams because of the fact 
that is so young. We don't have that veteran guy. It's, it's, it's like the intangible things that I always like to bring out, the things that we just don't see. And I think that with Jason Witten, he might have told the wide receivers and the tight end and the offensive line, these are the things that you need to do. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, he might have was able to help them out too. Like, hey, these are the things, the preparation that you got to do. We got to play a clean game. We just never know that, that the type of uh, motivational speak uh, that he was giving out to the players or how they should react out there on the field as, as it relates to a away game. So I'm thinking that this team is so young that they feel comfortable playing at home. They have less mistakes out there. So hopefully, since this is a, I, I call us, I call us a dome team. So I, so by this t- game being down in Texan, down in Texan Houston, uh, I think that this team still still have the same type of home type of vibe, if that okay. makes any sense. Because I think that they are still a turf team, so I think that they will still be able to. Uh, to, to get things going in the right direction. So, uh, as far as the uh, score prediction, I have this team going 26 to uh, 18. Go ahead. Botch. I mean, big game. <laughs> All right, Gabe, like mine. You, you, <laughs> you got your prediction? You got my prediction. 31 28 shootout. 31 28. Ah, man. I'm thinking. Yeah, man. I feel like. Who get the first touchdown? This is going to be too big of an atmosphere. Uh,. Oh, I don't know, man. Um, that's. I hope it's us. <laughs> if we score first, you, you think we're going to defer? <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, hey, they did that last did week. Last I was, time. I was that's, stunned. Yeah, that was the first time in what? How many years? Uh, I don't know, but I made a comment the week before uh, when I was live tweeting the game that it's an approximately fifteen thousand percent chance that Dallas starts the game with the ball because we win the toss. Garrett always takes it, which n- never makes sense. It drives me insane. And if the other team wins, they defer it like you should. So uh, when we won and deferred, I literally looked at you guys, you and Vosh, and was just like, oh, <laughs> the the atmosphere has changed. <laughs> yes, Shout out to Next going to have a big game. Money making malls. He's saying 30 to 18, Cowboys. Patrick Edmondson, he said 30 to 13. So mm-hmm. everybody at Hive, we're going to get 30 points on the board, man. If that happened, man, I, I owe you guys. Tell me. I, got, I got MVP on Money Mars. Ho, 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 ho. Rewind what you just said. I got your own beer, man. If that happened, you go. 30 to 13. I want liquor. Yeah. I don't want beer. I want liquor. I want hey, some of that hand dog. It got to be 54 to 5. 54 to 7. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> well, let me go call Dak Prescott and let him know. Let Dak yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to uh, the Cowboys experience. Y'all go to that website. They got Please tons do. of information out there, man. As uh, far as ticket prices, also travel. Uh, you can fly into Dallas, uh, and they they'll put you in a nice little hotel. What's it called? Uh, Embassy Suites. Embassy yeah. Suites. It, it is nice. Don't and, let them lie to you. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's hey, nice. hey. And even if they live here, there's options just for the game itself. So there's all kinds of different packages you can do, whether you're in town or out of town. Mm-hmm. And I think they get, they put you on a bus with other Cowboys fans. And they drive you all the way to the stadium. You don't have to worry about nothing. Ain't that right? And it's, oh, and it's so right. And the bus driver, I can't remember her exact name, but well, she's chocolate. That's what we call her. That's what she wants <laughs> to be called. Chocolate. She can drive that. She's super, she's super cool. Been uh, with Barry forever. Um, like I said, the bus ride over there is awesome. Beautiful inside. Uh, Barry meets you there. I mean, you just feel like, honestly, you feel like you're a, a Special. <laughs> I mean, you feel special when you're up in there, and that's that's the. He makes you feel like you're home. He makes you feel 
like you're one of uh, one of everybody, you know, and it's just a great experience. And I can't say nothing but great things about it because it, it was it was it was awesome, man. Mm, check out their website. No man. Yes, indeed. So uh, big game, man. Tell them where they can find you at, man. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. You can check us out here. Silver and Blue Nation. Uh, big game, James. Check us out every Sunday. Obviously, it's going to be a Sunday night game. Um, so make sure you check it out. Also, might have a nice little special. Well, not a special guest, but we're going to have a person who may have a special guest. So make sure you check that out. I've uh, been trying to work some magic here uh, lately. So uh, check us out on YouTube, um, f- uh, Facebook. Uh, I, my mind is going blank right now. Instagram. There's so Twitter. many dad- Twitter. So many damn sites out there now. You can't remember them all. But the biggest thing is check out our podcast. We're on um soundcloud we're on itunes I, I really don't listen to our shows every time but uh i listen to our show and man our voices sound good not bragging just saying <laughs> so if you want to listen the voices sound good. listen to the voice the voice like make me want, want me to listen to myself a little more so it's like i'm just playing y'all but jump on there for real though check us out we have a good time we kick it jump on the page talk about whatever you like but just don't be disrespectful or i will ban you there you, there you go. go yep uh okay uh there for yeah so mm-hmm. find us uh find <laughs> us on twitter at dallas prospect facebook as well everywhere else instagram facebook all that we're going to be the dallas prospect don't forget to check out the website the dallas and hey keep an eye out for my articles on dallas sports fanatic i am the staff cowboys and mavericks coverage writer whatever for them <laughs> And, and his writings uh, are good. Please check it out. That damn Maha uh, article is Maha. real good. Yes, Th- thank you, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I've had one or two of them get picked up uh, on Bleacher Report, actually, which is pretty sweet. So, trying to trying to get back there, figure out the master formula to get back there. But uh, yeah, check out that uh, that writing as well. Uh, the stuff eventually cross posts to the DallasProspect.com as well. So that's an option. But first dose first the phrase whatever first, first uh, dibs there you go i'll, I'll work with that uh, <laughs> always goes to dallas sports fanatics on that maverick season's getting up fired up here we just had the first preseason game second one's coming up i've already written my first mavs piece for them as well so check that out and uh podcast and all that yeah same thing as james soundcloud itunes podcast or google play all that mm-hmm. all that good stuff no doubt man that's some good stuff man uh, hey guys i have a podcast too that's law nation go follow that thing uh, don't forget to hit that like button smash the uh notification button too once you hit the like button and then share this content we live like 95 we go everywhere man we everywhere you can think of what we're talking about the cowboys we there in the mix man so um with that being said That's all the time I have for tonight. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening in to nothing but the best. Salute. Also, every legend was once a prospect. Yes, indeed. I don't got nothing. (laughs) You James, man. We'll we'll find you a catchphrase. (laughs) No, I'm good. (laughs) Let's ride on out, baby. Electric chicken, I see you. Talking about... 37 to 3. Cowboys, I hear you. If that happens, I'm going to buy everybody some some, some hand dog. Don't do that. Don't let you catch that on air because they'll try to hold you to it. Oh, yeah. 37 to 3? Yeah, that would be nice, man. I thought he was saying electric chicken was the name of the song. I was really confused.
Allergic chicken is 